Welcome to Stork Storytime Talks with the North Liberty Library. Are you expecting or thinking of starting a family? If so, this podcast is for you. Delivering literacy one topic at a time. This episode is sponsored by Mercy Iowa City. We invite you to like and subscribe to our Talks podcast wherever you listen. Now I know my ABCs. Next time, what you sing with me? That phrase, now I know my ABCs, kiddos proudly sing at the end of the alphabet song. I'm Jen, and today we're talking about the early literacy skill of letter knowledge, why children need to know it, and how caregivers and libraries support that learning. Our guest is Alicia Mangin, Youth Services Librarian at the Hiawatha Public Library. Would you please tell us about yourself and what you do at the library? Sure, I'd be happy to. Hi, I am Alicia Mangin from Hiawatha Public Library. And as many librarians will tell you, I do everything. We all do everything. Um, I am uh, in charge of collection development and programming for kids' birth through 12th grade. So I choose materials, create programming geared toward the early literacy skills as well as kids who are older all the way up through teen, Uh, organize summer reading programs, attend continuing education, and now guest on podcasts with Jen. Thank you for having me, Jen. Well, we're so glad you're joining us today. Uh, We're going to talk about letter knowledge, which is one of those early literacy skills children need to know before starting school. Can you tell us, Alicia, in parent terminology, what is this skill? Letter knowledge is just recognizing the letters of the alphabet, what they look like, how they sound. And beyond that, it's recognizing that a letter can look different. There can be a capital letter, a small letter, uh, and there are many ways that we can help children learn this as caregivers. Why do kids need to learn this skill? Learning the letters, the knowledge of letters, is the key, the path to reading. Without that, kids will not pick up reading, and if we can teach that as early as possible, when they do get a little bit older, it will make learning to read a little easier for them. How do kids learn this skill? Oh, there are so many ways that we can help them learn this skill. Um, One thing that always comes to mind for me is, first of all, letting kids know about their name. Of course, we talked about singing the alphabet song. And I know the kids that I reach at Hiawatha Public Library, they love to sing the alphabet song. That's a real simple way to, to learn it. And it might seem rote. But then you can say, as you sing it, A, B, C, D, you might say, this is an apple. Apple starts with A. I also know that my kids like other versions of the alphabet song, and there are many that they can do. Uh, I can't think of how it goes, but I have kids that always want to sing the super Y alphabet song. Do you remember oh. how that goes, Jen? <laughs> um, my Noah was just... Um, I cannot think of it. I came in towards the end when Super Y was just starting, but I really uh, like that show. Uh-huh. I haven't seen it in a number of years. <laughs> I was too late for it myself. But the kids know that. Um, there's a Greg and Steve's alphabet rock that my kids love. It's something like A, B, C, and then you repeat A, B, C. I'm going to make you repeat A, B, C. <laughs> A, B, C. D, E, F, G. D, E, F, G. And you, they go through it, the whole alphabet. And then it's, uh, we're doing the alphabet rock. My kids oh, okay. like that one. And oddly enough, yesterday uh, I was doing some outreach and I learned another alphabet song, a different variation. And like I said, I don't know all of them, but it's so different. It was so cute. Um, it, it's Tom P. So I'm surprised I only heard it for the first time. It's um, 
was like, there's a dog in the school. Oh, no. What are we going to do? As long as there's a dog in the school, he'll have to learn the alphabet too. And then it goes all the way through that rhythm. And then it was, uh, and the kids were just, their faces were aglow. And then it was, I think, a cow and then a horse. And then there are kids in the school. Oh no, what are we going to do? As long as there are kids in the school, they'll have to learn their alphabet too. And then it was A, B, C, D, the more traditional. So uh, it was really fun. So of course, learning the alphabet song is a, a simple way. You know what? I don't remember the song. How do kids, or the question, how do kids learn this skill? Obviously, books. Hello. <laughs> books in your home, books, uh, and books are everywhere when your kids are in the car, whether you, you can always have books in the car. Uh, you can have, you can look at books at different offices when you go to the office, uh, whether the doctor's office, the bank, there are books there. Surround your kids with books. That's a great way for them to become familiar with letter knowledge. By playing, playing. You know, different art projects. and, and Oh, perhaps. art is not my forte, but all right, I'll give you that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, and of course, there are all kinds of toys geared for this, like magnetic alphabet letters. Uh We have a magnetic board at our library. Magnetic letters, um, let me think. Some other ways. Take your kids to the library because there are all kinds of activities where they're silently learning those letters, whether they know or not, and make them aware that there are letters everywhere around them. We are surrounded by letters in our homes, on our products, in, when we're on, in our cars, there are signs. And one thing I do like to point out to kids is the letters on their clothes or other people's clothes. So if you're doing the letter A, A, B, C, hey, who has a C on your shirt? And invariably, somebody will have the letters on their shirt. So Those are great examples. Shucks, thanks. Um, <laughs> what can expecting parents and caregivers do to learn about um, or practice, get into the habit of practicing letter knowledge before baby arrives? Okay, I think that there is a misconception that maybe uh, you just wait till your child is born. But no, there are things you can do. First of all, uh, read to your bump. It sounds silly. Why not? And you know what? You can read something adult. They don't care. They can hear it. They sense it that you are calm because you're enjoying a good book. So the whole, uh, your, your entire body is actually at peace because you're doing something you enjoy as the expectant parent. parent, uh, And at Hiawatha Public Library, one of our summer programs, one of our reading programs for summer is Read to the Bump Book. It's Baby Bump Book Club. Okay. So we reward expectant parents and families who read to their bump. So again, it doesn't have to be the, uh, the person who's expecting. It can be a sibling, uh, as in a younger brother or younger sister or baby brother, baby sister. It can be a, a grandma, a grandpa, a father. I always tell people at Hiawatha Public Library when they sign up for the baby book, baby bump book club, that they should just once just pull a stranger off the street and ask him to read to their bump just for the heck of it, <laughs> just to see what happens. I don't know if anybody's ever done that, but that's they always get a chuckle out of that. Uh, so reading, uh, of course, another thing that I do a lot in story time and in the shower and every morning when I'm getting ready for work and in the car, sing, sing, sing. Here, I, I don't even sing well and I was compelled to sing on this <laughs> podcast. 
I am singing all the time in story time. Mm-hmm. Expectant parents, all those surrounding can sing, sing, sing. I find it very hard to be angry if I'm singing. <laughs> I've tried to skip and sing and be angry, and it's just it's not working for me. Okay, if anybody can pull that off, let me know. Even the crazy songs, I'm still joyful because I'm singing. So again, you're exposing them to the sounds of words and the rhythm of words and how words break into syllables. We're going into another early literacy skill, but they all cross over. There's no exclusion. And again, singing tends to make calm your body down which is good for your your uh, baby mm-hmm. and getting into that habit of being comfortable of sing- yeah of singing and liking your voice which many ah, people don't you know what i i'm certain my voice is horrible <laughs> but you know what i just don't want to send that message a to caregivers that their voice has to be good so to speak to sing to their children to their nieces nephews so first of all i need to send the message that it's okay to sing it's not how your voice sounds secondly you don't want to let convey to a child that oh you you can't sing your voice doesn't sound good no just do it do it do it do it just do it and you get more and more comfortable with it even if you and you find you don't really care how you sound because that's not why you're doing it you're doing it because it makes you happy gleeful and you're sending a message, a positive message to caregivers, children, while in the same time teaching them some letter knowledge. There we go, back to that. Okay. Those are great examples of, of what um, families, caregivers can do before baby arrives. Absolutely. Um, to start preparing, getting into that habit and routine. And we kind of already mentioned a few of them, but what um, could ex- um, parents or caregivers do after baby arrives, however baby arrives in the home, whether they go, uh, whatever parenting path they take to become right. parents um, or caregivers, what are some um, options that they can help continue to reinforce and build the this letter knowledge skill after baby arrives in the home okay again uh it's all it's it's really kind of common sense and it's been mentioned but let's mention it again i'm sitting here in this in jen's office and all around me i see letters 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 so when that baby comes home that baby uh, well don't even wait i'm sure in the hospital (laughs) the baby is born to letters everywhere point them out say this is b for baby this is the letter b this is what it looks like uh of course you can do that with products like i talked about you can do that with uh clothes signs in the street again we're repeating ourselves but if but naturally you can do that with books as well so besides uh just having the joy of holding a book and hearing a story and reading a book you can point out the letters and it conveys that this letter and these letters together make up a sound individually and together uh that is a a metamorphosis that will happen with enough repetition Okay. And unfortunately, you know, sometimes kiddos are starting school not knowing their ABCs and their letters, mm-hmm. and that just puts them behind right. from the very beginning. Yeah. It's harder yes. to catch up. It is harder to catch up. Uh, these things that we're talking about are free, easy, accessible. You don't need a lot of money or even time to point out all the words and letters around your child. And it will give them a significant leg up when they do start kindergarten, 
Uh, we're living in a world where almost everybody is going to preschool, but guess what? Maybe you don't want your child to go to preschool. These are simple things you can do at home as working parents, caregivers. Even if you're sitting down to dinner and you pull out the Kraft macaroni and cheese box, you can point out those letters and enjoy and enjoy a delicious treat at the same time. Uh, and it's not going to cost you a great deal to do that. All right. So... Um, in the meantime, you're building a relationship with this creature that's in your house. <laughs> you know, this is, uh, and and you're and they come to you now. Hey, mom, dad, sister, brother, what is this? What is this? What does this say? What you know? They'll quickly understand the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I've read um, that they um, learn the letters in their name. That's a, a great oh, yeah. thing yes. for them to start with. Yes, you know, and, and <sighs> whatever your name is, and maybe you have that letter in their in their room. Maybe you've got their name mm-hmm. spelled out. Or right. There's a lot of different ways, you know, that you can. I have, I should have mentioned that I I started to earlier and didn't and got sidetracked, but. The whole what is your name and what letter does it start with is so, makes kids so proud too. That's my letter. That's, hey, I'm Alicia. Hey, that's me. That's me. And they grasp onto that really quickly. And like I said, they feel a certain pride in knowing that that is theirs. True, true. And you already mentioned that a lot of these um, options for caregivers um, and and families and parents are free. Mm -hmm. And one great place to go to access free I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Would would be our local (laughs) library. Yes. So it's funny that I forgot to mention that place. Okay. Because I was thinking, when you get home, what can you do at home? Well, wherever you are, whether you're in uh, anywhere in this region, okay, I, I I would certainly say you probably have a wonderful free library within driving distance or walking distance. And yes, uh, we love to have you come and we love to help you with this lifelong learning process that you're starting with this tiny little baby that you brought home. So uh, at Hiawatha Public Library, the, well, first of all, come in and check out some books. Now at Hiawatha Public Library, we are really fortunate Uh, We're part of the Metro Library Network, and you can get a library card even if you don't have proof of address. We want everyone to have access to the library, so come in, get a card. Suppose you're uncomfortable and don't like the idea of having a card. Come in and look at books at the library. In addition, we have a nice board book collection. Those are those those smaller, kind of harder books for babies. Uh, what does a baby like to do? How does a baby sense things? They put it in their mouth. So don't worry if a baby puts a board book in their mouth. That's fine. Um, we have a policy there that we never, ever would charge a parent, a caregiver, for the replacement of a book that a baby put in its mouth. That's how they learn. That's fine. Come on in. Put them in your mouth. I'm okay with that. Uh, So we can show you lots of books. We have a lot of alphabet books. All right. Now we have audio uh, books that have um, items that have audio and a book that you can listen to. All right. And you can use your finger, that little finger you have, that pointer finger to point out the letters to kids. Uh, We have an, we call it the AWE computer. And you know, I cannot remember what that stands for. A-W-E. It's a company that makes uh, special learning computers that are in libraries all across the United States. Has a lot of early literacy programs on it that kids enjoy. Now, I like that mm-hmm. they're not connected to the internet. And no, no, that you're they right. they are self-contained there. And they have a variety of subjects like art or geography or math. And the science? youngest, yeah, science, the young, there's touch screens. Mm-hmm. So you'd be surprised at how young 
the kiddos kids are can, normal oh yeah I, I i fear the time the, <laughs> when a child asks me miss alicia how does this program work <laughs> you tell me <laughs> so i like something jen said there uh if there's no internet connection with this computer it's it's all self-contained programs now of course we have live programs lots of story times at hiawatha public library uh we have one on tuesday mornings at 10 30 called toddler time and we have one on wednesday mornings just called story time at 10 30 and that's that's what they're called, but I don't want anyone to ever feel like, oh, I'm going to card your child at the door. No. You come when your child, you know, you, you might be thinking all Monday night, we're going to toddler time tomorrow at 1030. And then you know that morning at 1015, no, we're not going to toddler time <laughs> today. It's just not the right time. I would never say don't come Wednesday because it's not toddler time. I want you to come when it works for you, for your family, for your children, for whoever you're, whoever, whatever kids you're taking care of. You're, yeah. On Thursday, we have a, an amazing program called Play and Learn at 10 o'clock. This one really is good for the in, the youngest, youngest children, the infants, the, the birth to Birth to, uh, birth to five is what it's geared toward, but we really have special activities for the youngest children. I highly recommend that. And one of the things I hear from parents, it's by the way, it's from 10 to 1130, and they're like, what? 90 minutes? Are you kidding? My child isn't going to sit. First of all, none of us in this business want your child to sit still. For 30 minutes or 20, we want them to, to feel free to explore books, feel the books, whatever. But if you've gone from coming to a 30-minute story time and you're now in a 90-minute play and learn, that's okay. Guess what? Get up, leave. You you know, you know. I always say, it, well, I, I love what I do, but if I went into work every day with a set plan that I am going to have a 30-minute story time and everybody's going to hear four stories and then we're going to do this and that, and... Um, Right away, the room lets me know whether or not that's what they need that day. You know, so I go home content and happy, not with frustration that, oh, I didn't get that fourth book in. Just get up and go and leave. We are just so glad you're there and come back again because you just succeeded totally. Mm-hmm. And you you've, just you've come to the you've library, come, right? And mm-hmm. I understand that parents are and caregivers, you know, like apologize or no, frustrated that no. they can't make that whole time. But no. go back, you know, come and go. It's exactly you know maybe mm-hmm. one, especially yeah, when you're just come starting. and go, yeah. yeah, or don't, or come and and go and come back next week. That's yeah, fine, exactly. That's yeah. okay. Um, I was thinking about a some special things that we have we have a program that is um on no set schedule right now because our building is under construction but i have a program called alpha bits talking about letter knowledge so each each program focuses on one letter of the alphabet and um we will do books featuring that well i always show the letter at the beginning and i show both its capital form and it's lowercase form. In the world now, um, we have all kinds of new media. So digital media, we have to remember that some of the letters, some of the fonts, letters don't look the same as they do to us. That silly G, where did that weird G ever come from? Right. <laughs> have you ever learned to write that weird G? Okay, so we have to be aware of that. But we would uh, focus on a letter. The first thing I would always do is say, um, hey, today's letter is J. Does anybody's name start with J? 
There How about go. you? Mine, mine. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying. yeah. Oh, kids get so excited. And then I would always ask them, let's see if there's anybody who has a J on their shirt, on their pants. Oh, everywhere. And then, uh, that was always cool. One thing I really like to do with that is I would put things around the room that started with our letter. Sometimes harder than it sounds. <laughs> but uh, I would say, okay, now uh, around the room are things that start with J. See what you can find and, and bring it to me and they'd be excited. And can I tell a little story yeah, about sure, this? Sure. Um, we, we would do stories and we'd always do a, an alphabet letter craft. We'd take a letter and build a craft around it. But um, when I did the letter D, a coworker of mine, she brought in her D her dog so I said okay we have a special guest something that starts with the letter D and she brought her dog in and the kids were amazed and excited and so happy okay well I had a little boy who's I just adore who's now graduated on to oh. elementary school <laughs> don't you love when they go away and you're sad yeah. you're excited but you're sad uh, so we had done um what comes before H? A, B, C, D, E, F, G. We had done the letter G. And um, I said, okay, next time we're going to do the letter H. And I was doing it once a month. So his mom took me aside and she said, oh my gosh, Miss Alicia, when you did, when you brought on that, when you brought that dog in the room, I thought Santiago was just going to explode with joy. She said, I have never seen him so happy. Mm -hmm. And then she said to me, wouldn't that be funny if you had a horse next time? And I said, ah, that would be so funny. Ha ha. As soon as she left, I'm like, I'm getting a horse. I'm getting a horse in here. That's all I'm going to do nice. is get a horse in here. So then when we had H, I had a horse in the library. She, Santiago, his eyes just popped out of his head. Well, then it was like, after that, are you going to have an iguana? Are you going to have yeah. a jaguar? <laughs> a koala? Okay. I don't know if I can do that. So that's a special program we have. Another special one I have is called Tech Time for Tots. I was sort of um, of the belief, eh, no, I was resistant to change, to kids playing with apps and um, doing that app stuff. No, no, they should come in here and not do that. They should read books. And I, I, I took a class about meteor mentorship because one of our jobs is to mentor you uh, with Reader's Advisory and tell you about what you could, like we're doing right now. Okay, so do I keep resisting all these apps or do I take the role of helping caregivers pick good apps and how to interact with them? You know, it's not really the app itself, it's are you interacting with your child? So there are many apps, free apps, that feature letter knowledge, which of course I can't think of a single one right now, but they're out there for um, Android and uh, uh, iOS. And a, a good source is Common Sense Media. They, are, they review apps as well as pretty much anything on PBS Kids, I recommend. Okay. And usually free or very low cost. So that's just another way you can help them learn their letters. Participate with them when they're staring at that phone. You know, okay. And I think I've rambled on quite a bit. Okay. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's easy to get excited, you know, with all of the resources at libraries. Yes. Again, they're free. Um, they're all over the United States. You know, you can mm -hmm. um, access them. Oh. And, and you don't even need to be able to get to them. Um, many libraries have Online. databases. Right. Those electronic resources mm -hmm. that you can access at your in your home. Can I ask you something, library sure. lady? Yeah. When you go to a town to visit, do you always go... <laughs> 
to the library. Yes, of course. It makes you, it's where you feel <laughs> right. at you feel home. It gives you a warm mm-hmm. feeling. Yes, yes. They're everywhere. We are so fortunate to, to have all libraries in our country. And we have a little leg up here. Jen and I do in that this is a an, a field that is highly regarded. We're hardly, <laughs> which we want to keep that going. We don't ever want to disappoint you in that regard. Yeah, right. so yeah. come to the library. Come often, even before your kiddo arrives. Absolutely, Lots of yes. Here for you uh, mm-hmm. to help you learn about that letter knowledge. Yes, you know I thought of a story about my son when he uh, when he was younger, and guess what? I didn't know it, but I was teaching him letter knowledge. Um, one of his favorite books was Animalia by Graham Bass. And uh, each page features a letter of the alphabet. And on the page, there, there's, a, there's a phrase, and all the words will start with the, it might say ants are, are some little, let's say, beautiful butterflies bounding, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, a short phrase. And then everything on the page Literally everything starts with that letter. Things that you didn't even realize were on the page. You start to look and you're like, oh my gosh, aardvark. And there's an, uh, there are just hundreds of things on each page. So we had a little thing going where we were keeping a list of everything we found on each page. And um, some of the things I didn't even know were words. I learned a lot of new words <laughs> doing that. Uh, and then we sent them all to Graham Bass when we were all done. And he sent us this little oh. letter. Oh, you know, you missed this. No, he didn't say that. He said, oh, that is so exciting. He said he gets letters like that all the time. So that was really cool. That was fun. So before we end, would you mind sharing with us, um, Alicia, a favorite story time memory or book with us? I think it's safe to say I don't mind talking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was thinking about this. Jen had had told me that I might want to answer this. And I have a memory of two little boys, Luke and Tyler. All, all youth services librarians have fond memories of something from their story time, many. Luke and Tyler would come to story time, and they were the, um, I like to, there's always some leaders in the, in the crowd. The ones that uh, repeat when you ask them to, and they get everybody else, they make the other kids feel comfortable. That was Luke and Tyler, and they would just look at me with glowing eyes and just ah, anything you do is wonderful so I was reading a story to them and one of the two I don't recall which one had to go to the bathroom and he turned to his ma- his caregiver it was his mother and he said mom I have to go to the bathroom and she said okay I'll take you and he turned to me and he said Miss Alicia can we put you on pause oh. while I'm in the bathroom <laughs> That's cute. It was cute. It was. I always remember did that. Did you pause? I did pause. Yes. I think we talked about something else while he Aww. was out of the room. And as far as favorite books, oh my gosh, I have so many. But one that I love to share with groups is "Duck on a Bike" by David Shannon. That one never gets old. And this week, actually, you know, something I didn't mention was I do a lot of outreach. That's how my day started today. That's how my day started yesterday. That's how I learned that. There's a dog in school song from my outreach yesterday. Um, this week, this month, I'm reading um, The Cow Loves Cookies by um, Charlotte, uh, the one who does all the bear books. Um, Karma Wilson. Sorry. Karma Wilson. Uh, that's a really good one. And anything by Mo Willems. Mm-hmm. One thing I would recommend is if you, as an adult, read a children's book and it enthralls you and makes you laugh or makes you smile when you present that to your child 
whether you're the caregiver, the parent, whatever, when you present it, they really pick up on how much joy you're getting from that story. So it's okay to really love the book that you share with your kids. Okay. Okay. You can't help but have it carry over. That makes a great impact for them. Also, I know. Repetition, repetition. Back to my son. Um, one of the Dr. Seuss books. Marvin K. Mooney, will you please go now? About a, a kid who doesn't want to go to bed, of course. I can't tell you how many times I read that that silly book. But that repetition is another way to make that letter drive that letter knowledge home. Repetition. Go ahead and read it again. You don't always have to say, "We just checked that out. Let's get something different." You know what? It's that repetition is is important. That really means a lot to kids. They're familiar. They love that. They love knowing what's coming. That's some great ideas. That's parents, you know, either get tired or bored with doing the same <laughs> oh, thing yes. over and over. Oh yes. I understand. Feel they that. need the variety, but it, it doesn't matter what you read. Right. It just it matters that you read. That you read, exactly. And you know if that's what they want, Give the kids what they want. Yeah, they'll be more engaged. Well, thanks, Alicia. We enjoy talking with you about letter knowledge, why it's important for children to know, and how caregivers and libraries support that learning. This is the Stork Storytime Talks podcast from the North Liberty Library. And today we talked with our friend from the Hiawatha Public Library. Visit their website at hiawathapubliclibrary.org to find out more about their programming and services. Thanks again to our sponsor, Mercy, Iowa City.